Is Titans the craziest superhero show on TV? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, and literally everything and anything and everything that you can think about. I said literally. I meant figuratively. Uh, uh, and with me, as always, is the magnificent Roxy Stryer. Roxy, say hi, to, say hi to the kids at home. Say hi. Say hi, exclamation point. Hi. Hi. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Say hi means hi. Hi. The hi. It's me, Roxy. What's up, DJ? How are we doing? Do the whole episode in that voice. Oh, Titans is really something, DJ. It's really something. It's really something. It's really something. We're going to get into that because uh, uh, I forgot. I think I should have looked this up before we did the episode. I think it's been it's definitely been over a year since season two because of the pandemic. And I forgot how everything that show is. How like It's just, it's just a lot. The show does a lot. Yeah, I watched six episodes, DJ. Dang. You know, Roxy, something I appreciate about you is, is I always try it because, again, we've talked about this on the show before. We used to do Super TV Showdown where we forced all each other to watch every single CW show. And once that was done, I didn't want to be in a position where it's like, we got to watch all the things. So, so I said to you, I was like, you only need to watch the first three episodes. That's the That's the... Spo- one spoiler the third episodes where like the big spoiler of the season happens <laughs> um and, but you always go above and beyond i always try to give you an out but you're like no no i'm gonna go further well, it's like if we're gonna talk about it and also i texted you some not as favorable things about the show uh, that sounded like i said something about you about the show <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i texted you some not favorable things DJ. it's Say fair hi. listen it's fair uh, criticism is fair and I felt like your your response encouraged that it got better. Yes. We'll see if I agree or not later. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's I feel like that's completely fair. I'm excited to talk about that. Before we get into any of it, though, um, of course, if you want to watch this early, if you want to watch this live, if you want the complete two-hour conversation Roxy have, and I have every gosh dang week, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. There's also tiers where you can uh, chat with me once a month. Um, a bunch of cool stuff and we i just revamped the discord and i'm diving more into discord to try and like uh really use the full potential of that so we've got a really great discord chat room with a bunch of really great people um and of course they're talking about stuff like the sony showcase and stuff like that so you can be a part of those conversations and i highly recommend that also if you listen to this on spotify we ask you a question every week which you can answer on spotify apps like anchor and the question last week was, what is your favorite moment in Shang-Chi? Because we last week we just did our spoiler-free discussion on that. And Jasha Wazalewski said, I really liked the bus fight, but I'm sure that's a common answer. So the fight outside the fight club on the scaffolding. Film fan numbers, uh, just a string of numbers. Every single thing with Wenwu and Stasek Geta said the fight choreography and sequences are extraordinary. The building fight in Macau is definitely a highlight. So those were their those were their favorite moments. If you want to know our favorite moments, go back and listen to the episode spoiler discussion. That's the point. You go, have to listen. Go to listen. People. Gosh dang it! Um, so now let's as we start off every week, let us get into what we're into this week. And the thing that everybody's into, the thing everybody's talking about, is the trailer mm. for the fourth Matrix film, Matrix Resurrections. Roxy, did you see this? 
Yeah, I did something really silly, DJ. Yes. Which is, you, you know, I've never seen a Matrix movie before. Not the first one, not the second or the third. And so yes. I spent an hour breaking down the Matrix trailer on my uh, YouTube yesterday. Without without movie. having seen any of the originals. From, from, this is the, think about it like this, DJ. <laughs> this Matrix, watching this Matrix trailer is the most Matrix I've ever seen in my life. But you know what? Can I, I, I'm actually excited for you because that means you get to watch the Matrix movies fresh. You get to yeah. have that experience. And somehow I've avoided, here, here's the extent that I know. Yes. That I thought Keanu Reeves' character was named Neo, but in this we call him Thomas. So yes. Thomas Neo. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a thing with pills, red pill and the blue pill. Yes. I don't know yes. what that means, but I'm guessing something about like alt realities or something, taking the pills. Yes. I know that people can do like really intense back bends in this place or like uh-huh. go upside down or something. Um, and, uh, and green, like neon. Yes. That's the extent of everything I know. I, when you told me that you hadn't seen the matrixes, I suggested in text. It's like, that's, there sounds like there's a world girls episode. in I there. know. I know. If you all decide to have a movie night, would love to be a part of it because I would love to rewatch these movies. Yeah, uh, everybody keeps saying that I'm going to love them, and based on this trailer, I really think I will. I I'll be interested to see how you feel about. It. I think the Matrix movies, especially the sequels, are so um, they they run to the beat of their own drum that that I I think it's hard to definitively say where, well whether somebody will love them or not. I I uh, I won't talk about any specifics because I don't want to spoil them for you. Obviously, the original Matrix is was widely beloved, huge success. The response to the sequels is more mixed. I rewatched the sequels relatively recently, and I thought I, I liked them a lot better on the rewatch. I think as I've grown as a person, as I've grown as somebody that watched movies, I really appreciate the fact that, like, especially now when all of our blockbusters work on a very strict formula, like you talk about things going being boiled down to an algorithm, like blockbusters work on a very set structure. So to see what our big blockbusters that are like, ah, eh, fuck all that. And, and kind of like work at their own. It's very much the work at what interests the Wachowskis, even, even if something doesn't work, like the, the biggest standout for me is there's some CGI early CGI in the sequels that just doesn't just I, I can't imagine even held up then it just looks it looks like a video game cutscene and it's a bummer because all the practical stuff looks so good um even that stuff even when stuff doesn't work i appreciate the 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 freedom as creators that they were given to just tell their story and it's also since those movies come out both the wakowski siblings have transitioned and I don't know why we didn't see it then, but in the hindsight with that knowledge of watching the sequels, the Matrix movies are so queer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, everybody says there's like a trans allegory. I, and I, 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 I haven't seen them, so I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think the, the themes that they touch on are broad enough that it can fit into that, but it can fit into other uh, other other stories about about coming to understand yourself or coming to understand reality. I don't know if it's specifically a trans allegory. Obviously, if you're trans and you that's how the how the movies are communicated to you. The, obviously, that's I I I think that's that's great. I just don't know if that if I agree that that it's specifically that. 
that said, they they are queer as fuck. Like the the costuming, the whole thing. And I think there's, I I, I don't think there's a block block blockbuster series out there that is as weird and kinky as the Matrix movies are. And I I I personally think that's really beautiful. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you because I don't know anything about the the originals versus this this movie is just directed by lana the sequel is yes and i know the, the one coming out I the, think, the, right? yeah the one coming out the the, the but previous the originals three, are the, by the the sisters yes yeah they both directed it together the 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 um i'm blanking on their names right now but the one that's not working on it talked about how she's working on a, a show right now and she was at a point I guess this was this was in development when their mom passed and there was just a feeling she said there was a feeling that like she didn't want to go look back she wanted to move forward and I think that's totally fair I oh, do think the way huh. they talk around it I do kind of hope like you think about gossip it's like I hope I hope they're they're cool with each other. Like I, you know, yeah, what I mean, I hope it, things. I hope it sound like they might not be. Like, do they work together at all anymore? They, uh, they've worked together on a bunch of stuff post Matrix, like Speed Racer and Sensei, and um, um. Oh, they did Sensei. Yeah, oh. and and Cloud Atlas and stuff like that. And well, wow, I've never seen any of the things you just said. Uh, I also, I'm also a defender of Speed Racer. I, I think Sp- Speed Racer is is crazy, but I, oh, I have a lot. Of- crazy that I've never seen anything by. They're called their their names. The Wachowskis? Wachowskis. Yeah, the Wachowskis. I've never seen anything sisters, by the Wachowskis. Yeah. So start with the Matrix movies. Um, I'm going to be rewatching them too before the movie because I really enjoy them. Um, yeah, and they've just got a really. I, I kind of got turned off on the first episode of Sense Eight. I'm thinking about revisiting it um now i heard really good things yeah and i saw uh, a writer I, I really like was talking about like hey this is a good time to revisit sensei give it four episodes and i was like i can give it four sometimes people are like you just you have to watch the first three seasons and then you're like no i'm not gonna that's too much four episodes i can do four episodes yeah. um and i like their work again i like the sequels more so i there's nothing there's no like definitive like hey we're we're angry at each other, but there's also no definitive like, hey, you know, everything we're still happy for where everything's cool. Like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. it's it's nobody said anything definitive either way. So I, I do I do hope that's like everybody's cool. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is weird that they both worked on the original and then all these years later, like this new Matrix re- Resurrections. Yes. Resurrections is like such a big deal, but only one of the sisters is working on it. That to me, I mean, we're getting to some John Mulaney, Olivia Munn territory <laughs> with the the drama that I want to hear about. But uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, especially when it comes to sisters. Like, I, I really hope that they're cool and that that was like a cordial conversation where one of the sisters was like, hey, you know what? I just really don't want to look back after our mom died and I just, I don't want to live a nostalgic life. And the other one was like, this will be really helpful for me to revisit. And they were like, okay, cool. That's so we have two different viewpoints as opposed to like which one of us is going to take this yeah yeah and i I think it's i think it's somewhere in the impression i get hearing the statements is it's somewhere in between like there's there might be this we're really in john mulaney territory like i don't know i just i think it's the same thing you just want what's best for people uh and and so it's something it is it is a cordial understanding especially since the other sister's working on the show but there might be a little bit of like 
strain there, especially with like a parent passing and stuff like that. Like it's understandable that they're that, that even though your family you still love each other, you might not be on the same page right now. That's fine. Right. I just I just want everybody to be happy. All that yeah. said, all the behind including the scenes, John Mulaney's ex wife. Yes, I want her to be happy too. Listen, I'm listen. I'm happy for John Mulaney. As long as his ex is happy too. Yeah. Unless she's what was her name? Eagles. Amy something. Yeah, I have to look it up again. Again, she's not famous. So we don't care about her. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will. So, so let me ask you, Roxy. As somebody who's not seen any, Ma- this is the most you've seen of a Matrix film, which is wild that you haven't like run into the 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 like that hasn't been like foisted upon you somehow. Um, what did you think of the trailer? Are you excited about seeing this movie? Are you are you considering seeing the movie without seeing the previous three? I'm. I thought this trailer was really cool. I I love the song that they chose. I love yeah. like I love how sci fi this is. Like intense, not jokey. Like yeah. this is we are in it, uh, and and we are taking this world seriously. I love that. I the more I rewatched it, the more I gathered. So based on this trailer. I feel like I have a general understanding that there's the real world or the world they live in. And then there's the matrix. Yeah. And um, when you take one pill, the blue pills suppress you from going there. The red pills help you to get there uh-huh. is what I understood from this trailer. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason we are, there's a group of people like Neil Patrick Harris's character or whatever, who are trying to prevent Neo thomas from going back to the matrix Mm -hmm. for some reason now i don't know why i don't know what happens in the matrix there was some precog looking thing that i was like what is that thing attached to that person is this minority report yeah uh like no idea what's happening there or why he's the one he's the harry potter of this movie like Mm -hmm. why he has to go back uh so that's as much as I gathered. I feel like that probably isn't fully enough to go into this movie, but at least is enough to like say, I am interested. I'm intrigued. It did make me want to watch the original. Cause I was like, this seems so up my alley. I love sci-fi shit. Yeah. I love Keanu. Uh, I think that this is, uh, I love Yaya. I love, I love every, everything that I saw in this. I was like, Oh, this looks dope. This sounds dope. Uh, give bring on all the neon. I'll take mm-hmm. it all. So yeah, I do. I did. I like the trailer. Yes. Did I probably appreciate it as much as you? Probably not. Cause I don't know what's going on. And then in terms of your question of, if I'm thinking about watching this without watching the other ones, I think that would be a really silly mistake. But what I think we're going to do is either for my channel or for world girls, I think we're going to do some kind of a, if we get to this many subs or whatever, yeah. then I'll watch beforehand. And if we don't, then I won't. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just watch this movie. So I guess we'll see what well, happens. It's interesting. I'm very excited for you to watch the originals because because I think I think you've gleaned a lot of the pertinent information out there. And I will say you're not as necessarily far removed from people that have seen the movies because the original Matrix trilogy ends on a pretty definitive note. Uh, the, so the third one does the third one, yeah. So it ends on a pretty like definitive note, and so even re-entering the space the way the trailer re-enters the space, I also have questions because there should be things that happen in this trailer that shouldn't be happening because of how the third one ends. So right. So obviously, even though I I haven't seen this, um, the way that people talk about this, like how is this happening, makes me think that either Neo or the girl that looks like Robin Wright, but it's in the Jessica Jones. Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. That one of them dies 
in the Maybe. in the original. Again, I have no. It can't mm-hmm. be a spoiler because I've never seen it. But the way that I'm gathering it is that some one of them, two of them, whatever. I think they're lovers. I'm not sure <laughs> that that they somebody's. Maybe the siblings. I actually really don't know. One of them dies. Yeah. And that's why we're surprised that they're back. So my brain, I'm like, maybe that was what the precog machine was. Maybe the yeah. machine brings you back to life. It's like a Lazarus pit. Here's, here's what excites me so much about you seeing the original. When something is so um, culturally uh, dominant as something like The Matrix, normally if you haven't seen it, somebody will give you like, ah, the gist of it's this. And you're like, oh, well, you... You kind of know the movie that you haven't yeah. seen it, but you kind of know it. You really are going in cold. You have the yeah. opportunity to watch the Matrix like completely cold, and that's that's amazing, and I love it. Sure. And I, Is a lot of what I'm saying so far off? It's well, it's it just shows that you don't. You, I don't know. You, you're so unfamiliar that you really do get to watch it fresh, which is yeah. just something we don't really have anymore in anything. So especially if something like it's it was, what twenty years ago that the original was like, like take advantage of that. I hope nobody ruins it for you, and, and I also. Don't want to be one of those people that like i know people get annoyed when you say like oh you haven't seen a movie you're like whoa you haven't seen i don't want to be that dude uh but like i'm excited for you like i'm excited that you get to and i and i do hope that you do watch it before because i don't know it's interesting because because like i mentioned earlier um my wife and i just saw the new candy man and having and I hadn't seen the original Candyman, but watching the new one, I got so interested. I'm like, I gotta go watch the original. And it's funny that there's stuff that had I watched the original, there was stuff watching the new one that was a mystery to me. To me, that had it I wouldn't watched, have been. Yeah, if I watched the original, I would have just known. I would have just been like, oh, this character's this character. That might be part of why Candyman didn't work that well for me. Have you I, seen the original? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, I'd never. I, so, so like the let's just say the reveal. Well, yeah, Abdul Mateen's character, oblivious to like I based on the information you're giving, you're like, all right. Had you seen the original, you the character's name's the same. You would just you would just would have yeah, known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, totally. But uh, uh, just we don't have time to talk about. I liked both. Um, but you did, huh? yeah, wow. yeah. I li- I liked it a lot. I will say that not to derail with Candyman, but I liked the movie and I liked the ending. I liked like the way it ended. There's a bridge to get to from what the movie is doing to get to where it goes for the end that feels forced. That feels like there was some studio interference. It was like, well, this has to happen now. And and but the movie didn't wasn't really built. There's a character turn, like a character that's there that suddenly has a turn. They're like, I'm evil now, and you're like, oh, sure, I guess. I don't I don't know why that's happening. But where it ends up, I really liked. So, um, and, uh, and I, Nia DaCosta, who directed Candyman, is also directing the new Marvel's movie. And while I don't think Marvel will let her, Marvel has a very set way of doing things. I don't know that they'll let her have the director flourishes that she was able to have in Candyman in the Marvel's movie. But I am excited for her that she's getting more work. Yeah, me I too. think she did a really good job in that movie. And I'm excited for, it's, it's crazy how like. Yaya Abdul-Mateen went from like secondary bad guy, standout character, but like secondary bad guy in Aquaman to then Watchmen to then Candyman to then Matrix. And it's like, yeah, this guy's great. Like, yeah, put him on all the fucking things because he's fucking fantastic. Totally. Uh, Anyway. And he's easy on the eyes. He sure is. There's a a joke in Candyman. um, um, his, His girlfriend's brother says, you need to start, stop hitting the weights and start hitting the paints. 
And I was like, okay. And then like literally the next scene is him with his shirt off. It's like, yeah, he spent a lot of time in the gym. Oh my God. Anyway. Totally. I lo- the brother in the movie, by the way, was my favorite part of the movie. I thought he was awesome. I, uh, wait, we have time. Um, I really liked, there, there's a, there's a, the scene where Yaya's character, Anthony, is talking to the laundromat man, by, played by Coleman Domingo, who's also in Zola, which came out this year. And I love his voice. He's, he's also in um, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with um, Chadwick Boseman. I really mm-hmm. like him as an actor. Um, when, he, when he talks about how like Candyman's not a single individual, and when he says, my Candyman was this guy, I was like, oh, we're dealing some, with some really interesting stuff. Like I don't know that I would call the movie scary it sets a very it sets a very foreboding tone that it's able to maintain throughout and obviously there's a lot of like violence and stuff but i think conceptually i found it really engaging and i don't know every idea that it plays with fully connects in the most cohesive way but the tone it set the performances um the score oh my God, Roxy, the score. Like, yeah, the score is great. Normally, blockbuster scores are like, people will talk about them being great. I find them mostly interchangeable, like, especially like when you're talking about like the Marvel movies or whatever. It's like, eh, they're all kind of the same to me. This one, huh. and of course, not having seen the original, I didn't know that like how it had taken the themes from the original and like done really interesting things with them. I just, I was really blown away by it. And it got me to rewatch, it got me to go back and watch the original, which I also really enjoyed. Um, and I think it's really impressive how Clive Barker did the original Candyman. He wrote the original Candyman. It was based off his story. Um, the original Hellraiser uh, was based off his work as well. And I think he wrote it and directed it. And it's interesting how like those those movies, the Clive Barker movies, the classic Clive Barker movies are, like, are about shit. Um, they feel like by the time that like a bunch of sequels come out of them, they feel like generic slasher stuff. But like if you go to the originals, like, oh, then no, you're, you're trying to communicate ideas about stuff. Anyway. Um, I recommend going to see the original, uh, uh, or excuse me, I do recommend watching the original Candyman. I also recommend seeing the new one. Um, before we get off on the Matrix, talking about a bunch of stuff, um, Danny asked, do you think this new Matrix movie works on its own as a standalone movie, or are people forced to watch everything prior to this new one? Roxy obviously can't answer this. Uh, however, I will say... I think it will probably be like the new Candyman where you don't necessarily need to have seen the originals, but I would argue the originals are really good. And so it's worth going back and watching them. And, and I will admit that the sequels do introduce some wonky stuff, but it also does things that again, like blockbuster stuff just never, ever, ever does. Um, and, and I find that really rewarding and it touches on themes that, and it also it's it's rare that you get and maybe this is another reason why I really like Candyman. It's rare in today's world where you get movies that really try to communicate to adults. And I'm not talking about like sex or violence or whatever, but like really like talk to adults as adults about adult things. <laughs> and and I think mm-hmm. Matrix does that in a really entertaining way. So uh go do with that as you will. And before we get to our main topic, there's a question from STS2084. DJ and Roxy, did you ever finish Superman and Lois? What were your thoughts? Roxy, did you end up finishing Superman no, and Lois? No, I still have the finale to watch. Um, I did, and I think it's fine. I think the the opening had more promise than... I think it got like a little lost in all the things it was doing, all the Eradicator stuff that I don't know made a lot of sense. I, I got to be honest, a lot of the superhero stuff this year, even stuff I enjoyed narratively felt like it was 
like cut together with a slap chop. Like it was just kind of like we're just throwing a bunch of ideas together. And I wonder if part of that is considering it's pretty consistent across like brands and stuff like that. I wonder if it's like part of the COVID thing, like working around that created like an extra area of like things are a little Frankenstein. Yes. That's a great way of putting on it. this at home. You're working on this at home. Let's put it together. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. way of describing it. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'll be interested, Roxy, if you do get around to finishing it, I'll be interested to hear what you're, I think I like the show more than you like the show in general, uh, so far, but I have similar issues to you that my least favorite part of the show is what's happening. <laughs> I like the characters. Yeah, the characters are great. The, a lot of the performances are really good. A lot of the family stuff, which is not really what people tune into superhero stuff for. But I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. So my least favorite part is like the what's happening with the brother and the whatever. Like, yeah. You yeah. know what? It makes me think that there there might be a really rewarding version of the show that is the serialized element is the family drama stuff. Like it is a family drama show. And then week to week, there's a different bad guy for superman to fight but that's kind of perfunctory to the family that, that's basically his job we're cutting to to clark's job dad's job and dad's job is superman but that's the f- role that fills on the show that might that actually might be a really rewarding yeah, version I mean, of the show it's not called superman it's called superman and lois yeah family family, family. Yeah. so uh in the chat i asked y'all what you're into glenn caesar says he's watching aew wrestling i've heard a lot about this and i don't know what it is uh but it it seems like people that like wrestling are happy with it and i'm happy for them um uh, are you you're you're, are you wrestling person roxy i like wrestling i don't usually watch anymore but i do like it and really like respect and appreciate what they're doing um and think AEW is great and the thing that you would like about it dj is that like just business wise it gives wrestlers an opportunity to be somewhere that isn't the wwe it's just it's like another option oh which they haven't had for so long that is Um, good (laughs) yes it's really good and important and like made by wrestlers for wrestlers treat apparently treats people well so like way into that going on over there yeah yeah cool 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 yeah because i i the impression i've been given by like the wwe is is not necessarily the healthiest working environment right and so AEW like it doesn't have as much money so some of their stuff is like a little jankier looking like some of their storylines but uh they've got some really great wrestlers over there who were just i think not happy where they were and or thought that this was a better opportunity so that's what you would appreciate about aew is that it's like just takes away the monopoly on wwe which is still by far and away the number one but this is like a very uh up and coming second contender god bless him i you're all right roxy i do appreciate that yeah. uh glenn caesar's also watching heels on stars which i don't want to subscribe to stars but i do want to check out heels because of stephen amell I do too. um uh, he says here which stars stephen amell and alexander ludwig ludwig as well as an episode of cm punk and bonnie somerville mm-hmm. uh, and he's watching the nfl which just started uh, me too oh watching thursday night football last night was so fucking cool i forget because we don't talk about it on the show very much i forget how much of a football fan you are and i saw hard. your tweet yeah yeah yeah. I, I was just watching it dj by myself in my living room like this like i like looked like a psycho i'm texting my brother and i'm like oh my god did you just see what a turnover like i love football so much and i understand that it there's it's a problematic sport as a lot of things are and that concussions are a major issue in society that we are that they're not taking seriously enough and all the other things that go along with it however as a sport as a game as a person who like is 
in this time dead ass alone for 99% of the time, being able to watch football and like screaming at the TV. It was, it's so good, DJ. What I also appreciate, I might not be the biggest Tom Brady fan. We don't need to get into that. But uh, he is currently playing for the Buccaneers, correct? Mm-hmm. Which is my home team. So uh, I grew up in Tampa. So oh, Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you're technically rooting for my home team, and I appreciate that. I rooted for them so hard yesterday, and him and Gronk looked really good. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not... I'm not jealous often, but I am jealous of be, you being a Bucks fan. That's fucking cool. This, uh, yeah, this uh, we uh, went through a lot of years of them not being very good, <laughs> um, but that's the way it goes. Uh, Kayla Marie says she's a real she's really into OSA this week. Thank you, Kayla Marie. Um, she's finally Aww. seeing Shang Chi tonight. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Leonard Kim is watching the other two Nine Perfect Strangers, Fantasy Island, Titans. Oh my God. Uh, you're watching so many things. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise. The other two. The other two is an HBO show that I've heard good things about, but not like a lot of people are watching. I haven't heard one thing about it. Um, uh, but I've seen the ads for it on HBO Max. Doug Days, Turner Hooch, Stargirl, Ted Lasso, Only Murders in the Building. See. What we do in the shadows, which this season is very good, um, and tons of soccer. Danny M is also watching what we do in the shadows. Shang Chi, um, been reading uh, Batman Fear State, uh, watching Malignant, uh, and he asked if we saw the Aquaman King of Atlantis cartoon trailer, and I did not, and I should watch that. Um, uh, Glenn Caesar says Tony Khan, son of NFL Jaguars owner, owns AEW. Yeah. He's got money to spend on the promotion. They're probably going to get a TV contract from TN, from the TNT network, so production should improve. And you, God bless them. Good for them. I support all that. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, before we go on, let's we're going to take a little ad break, and then we will come back, and we're going to be talking about Titans because oh boy, there's a lot to talk about with that. Let's do it, DJ. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now back. We're back. Oh my goodness, we're back, and here we're here to talk about everybody's favorite DC Universe show uh, that's out right now on HBO Max, Titans season three. Oh my goodness! So I went ahead and I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes. Titans has an eighty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which not only scores seventy-three percent. I don't know what that means for TV, but it looks good. Um, This gritty take on the Teen Titans franchise follows young heroes from across the DC universe as they come of age and find where they belong. Now, Roxy, we covered this show for the first two seasons on Super Super TV Showdown. And I'm trying to remember what your overall feelings were for Titans. I want to say it never quite clicked for you. 
So I re- here's what I remember. I remember really loving Doom Patrol. <laughs> yes, Doom Patrol is great. And coming remember, back soon. Yeah, which is good for us. Yes, I agreed. remember. I remember really, really not liking the first couple episodes of Titans. Yes. I remember liking Hawk and Dove always. And so I think that was like episode four or something of the first season. I also liked Hawk and Dove. Bad signs for us in season three of Titans. (laughs) Don't I know it. The amount of times I almost texted you throwing my phone across the room, but okay. Then I remember liking season two, the beginning of it a little more. And then by the end, meh. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, you, I think saying it never clicked fully for me is totally fair. Yeah, and I think the I I remember the what I remember we're talking about it like it was years ago. But listen, a lot's happened. All right, um, season one I remember being wonkier than season two. I remember enjoying season two for the most part. The finale of season two was not great, uh, from what I remember. Uh, and I and I the, what I want to say is when I watched the show, I think I directly compared it in my brain to the Marvel Netflix shows, which were very much about withholding. There was definitely stuff in the Marvel Netflix shows that they just couldn't do; they weren't allowed to do. So there was a lot of stretching, and there was just a lot of like um, yeah. uh, space to fill. And so I did find Titans refreshing because it's literally the exact opposite. They do all of the things; they do everything all of the time. And so in that, there's a little bit of unpredictability and there's a little bit of excitement in that there's there's not a lot of uh, downtime. But it has also been a year since, over a year since we've seen Titans. And a lot has changed. The Disney Plus shows are out there and they also do a lot, um, arguably kind of haphazardly as well. Uh, and it was just, watching the first three episodes, it was like, oh my God, I just forgot how like... So... We'll get into full spoiler for those that haven't seen. We're going to get into full spoilers for the first three episodes because it's hard to not. <laughs> but but, yeah. but um, so we're in Gotham. Um, almost immediately, Jason is killed by the Joker, which of course we don't see because even though the show is allowed to have a Bruce Wayne, a very what is it, why isn't Bruce Wayne? Uh, we're not allowed to do Batman directly. We're not allowed to do Joker directly, but we can allude to them. Jason's killed by the Joker. Red Hood shows up. Bruce, this is another thing I remember. I remember season one really hammered home, like, Bruce is a fucking psycho. And then season two, we meet Bruce, and it's like, he actually seems, this actually, he seems more in line with, like, the Adam West Batman. He seems kind of kooky. Like, I don't know why we're ripping on him so hard. And this season was like, oh, no, remember how we said he was basically a psycho? Dude's a fucking, he does not handle Jason's death well at all. And uh, he, he ends up murdering Joker, which in within the context of the show, I guess just pacing wise, it feels weird. So fast, so weird, not seen. Yeah, but also just contextually, like, I really like the idea of like Batman's no kill rule, which I think applies really well when you're dealing with civilians and you don't know what their stories are. And obviously the, the ch- chance of getting the wrong person, but realistically if you're dealing with like a joker figure yeah you should need to off that guy like we just we just need to get rid of him um, i think if there's an exception to the no kill rule that's the dude uh and so anyway and what's interesting to me is typically red hood is is presented as like a counterpoint to batman like he's the batman that's willing to kill uh not in titans he's he's a bad guy he is there i don't know that there is a redemption arc for jason todd at this point because as we've alluded to i think a surprising thing from the titan shows is 
I also really like Hawk and Dove. And if you ever asked me, DJ, will there be a live action narration of Hawk and Dove? I would have said, probably not. And then he said, would you like them a lot? And I was like, uh, probably not. So the fact that I like them so much, I like the actors a lot. I like the way they're portrayed. I think the show does better with the more grounded characters than, than like Coriander, the more you know, uh, powerful ones. Um, very invested in them. And so then we get to episode three where Hank gets a bomb stretcher's chest by Red Hood. And I, I don't know what your thoughts were, Roxy, watching this, but I was like, well, this episode really seems to be committing to the idea that Hank's going to die because we're getting goodbyes. Like, we're this episode. Totally. And I was like, but he's not going to. So. Yeah. And then uh, he goes, boom. And, and in the, in, in, probably the worst way possible because it's dove that inadvertently pulls the trigger that makes him go boom um which when happened i was like oh man there's there's a lot of like emotional baggage you can deal with this and then dove gets on a plane and flies away so i was like oh i guess i guess we're just done with these characters i guess i guess the show's like listen we've got like two dozen characters on the show we need to start thinning the herd a little bit by far and away my favorite characters bye bye they're going away i was like great great I mean, because there's no way, right? Like, we don't see him die, but we see the explosion. Yeah. We get a full homage to, like, Man of Steel where Superboy's in there, like, looking sad with the explosion. And I thought it was effective. And the fact that I cared about the character, um, uh, I think, made it work. And I thought they did it well. I think it's just the show does so much all of the time. It's hard. It can be hard as a viewer to, like, latch on we had just pretended another one of our main characters was dead. And then he wasn't dead. And I, then and we haven't gotten the payoff to this. So this isn't a spoiler. But in the first episode, when Beast Boy casually is like, yeah, Raven's off trying to resurrect Wonder Girl. And you're like, what? And then I looked on IMDb and Raven's in no episodes this season. I th- Not yet. I think she's supposed to show up later because she's in, she's in the marketing for it. Oh, and, really? And, spoiler, okay, on and IMDb, spoilers, so is Donna Troy. She's in the marketing for this season yeah. as well. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. she's my least favorite character, so I... Raven? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So so that aspect of it is positive for you this season. I guess, but like without her, Beast Boy is seeming so much freaking annoying, too. Uh, yeah, he's a little... Um, and that's the, that's the tough part. Uh, with the more powerful characters, it becomes a question of like, what do we do with them? Um, having they're, they're kind of positioning Beast Boy as the one person on the team that kind of wants to redeem Jason, which like, fucking good luck with that. Um, uh, in fact, uh, Joey in the in the Discord asked, "Do you see a chance they'll redeem Jason Todd by the end of the season and bring him back into the fold after everything he's done?" I don't know how the show can walk that back, and it's like we've laid the groundwork for um, that it's it's part of his addiction. Um, I think his connection with Scarecrow really works. I know there's a lot of there, there was apparently some problematic behind the scenes stuff that 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 is is vague at this point, but the actor playing Scarecrow I actually think is doing a good job. Like I I, I, think, I don't know what you're referring to. Um, so apparent there have been reports that the actor that played Scarecrow, who was also on Mad Men, um, that he was I, I guess a dick on set. Like nothing like the way it's He's presented. Really talented. Yeah, no, the way it's presented is nothing like like me too type stuff where like, like anything really egregious, just generally being an asshole and a pain and hard to work with, um, which is a bummer. Uh, and, but I also think, and, and the, this is a two things simultaneously, not that one, 
like not that he's i think he's good in it so it's okay that he's an asshole that's not what i'm saying uh uh but i do You're just watching the show i think he's i think he's doing he's really, really good. good yeah i think he's, he's he, one of the best actors on the show for sure yeah i, I totally agreed um i i think the way the show is it tries to, the show very much works on comic book logic which is to say that don't think about it too hard don't don't, don't, don't think about any particular thing that's happening too hard because then it's going to kind of like fall apart a little bit you watched the first six episodes so does that, does that mean you got to the episode that's kind of like the jason todd centric one that kind of explains their relationship i only haven't seen last night okay so i think that episode the jason todd centric when i think whenever the show focuses in on a single character that's when it's at its best because i think that episode is the best of the season at least it helps me understand where we're at today. Yes. But I, I DJ, what is the premise of the show this season? <laughs> Good question. Um, that, that's where I'm really like, you know, I, I don't actually know what this season is of the show is. I don't know that I've ever gotten the impression um, that the show has ever really settled on what it wants to do season one very much felt like oh you wanted to do a robin show and then you've just added on these other titans characters that you can't quite pay off um even though they, they look cool when they use their powers they look cool but it's also hard to justify like a threat that needs all of them anyway i think season two did a better job of saying investing in the idea of this is a titan show and now this season very much feels like oh yeah you, you wanted to do you, you wanted to do a robin show this should have just been a robin show <laughs> like um but yeah, tonally, again, since it does all the things, tonally, it's kind of all over the place. I also am not entirely sure what we're doing. As the season progresses, I do like that we've given Coriander something to do with her sister, um, which we get I more I like the of. sister character, too. At least she's like a, le- a little bit of a comedic relief with like the give, draw me a bath and like yeah. the work queens. I like her. And it also touches on the a big aspect of the old Titans comics, which was the, the soap opera element. Not that it, this really invests in soap opera element, but like the, the appeal of like classic X-Men and classic Teen Titans is like, ooh, who's getting together with who? Like that's a big part of the formula. And so the little flirtation between Black Star and Superboy, I'm like, yeah, this is cute. Like this is, it, it's a little edgy. Like it's a little cute. It's like, it's like, this works. I like, and also helps that like everybody in the cast is fucking gorgeous. So it's like, yeah, of course, like who's, yeah, he was like, I can help service you and whatnot. I yeah. like the whole, like, yeah, I thought that worked too. I just, I'm really, really lost on what this show wants me to focus on, mm-hmm. what it wants me to feel, who I'm supposed to be r- rooting for. Am I supposed to think that people are redeemable? Because I don't yeah. at some point. Um, and so that's going to be a tough, tough move. They killed my favorite character. Yeah. They sent my other favorite character off. Uh, I the the some of the flirtations on this show and the continued uh, we just make sense we just make sense I'm tapped with that <laughs> I don't I, I just uh, and I think that this show looks down on the CW shows as this is the HBO show yeah. when it's just a CW show with a budget yeah well, and we'll say I actually thought the the earlier seasons especially season one felt 
a little thin budget wise. Uh, at least this one feels a little bit more like, okay, you got a little bit. It also gets me more excited for Doom Patrol because uh, it's like, oh, did Doom Patrol get a little bit more money too? Because please and thank I you. I hope so. <laughs> There's some really cool moments on this show. I will give it that. There's some really cool moments and like, in individually a lot of the characters i like and like how do you not like starfire as a character it's, yeah it's so it's so cool that we have a live action starfire yeah what like that some of these things i'm like wow this is sick even with beast boy like i'm like that's effing cool man like yeah. and so there are moments i find myself just totally wrapped up in the show and individual moments or characters where i'm like yeah but but i really wish there was a cohesion that does not exist yeah, totally. It, I, it is definitely um, not the most cohesive show out there. And it is interesting with Beast Boy that we've tried to, like, th- that actor uh, petitioned at one point to try and be the, the Robin to, like, Ben Affleck's Batman. And he's, like, he's a talented, like, martial artist. And so the show's kind of acknowledged that, like, well, we can't do the animal transformations all that much. So maybe he just, like, fights like normal. And there's that <laughs> ridiculous scene where he's, Beast Boy is, like, moving swords and, like, uh, Dick Grayson's hearing and it's like ah this is what like he's listening to like a, a radio or like an audio recording and then he has Beast Boy move his sword and he's like ah this is what it is and it's like this is insane but it gives that actor the Beast Boy actor a moment to like show off his chops which again good to give him stuff like the episode you haven't seen yet there is a scene where he just like bites people like a martial artist which is like good that you're having things for him to do good that he this actor gets to show off his legitimate skills and I like the actor a lot it doesn't make me kind it of make sense in the in the in the show, and it's kind of bumps that we like. Why didn't we just make him a, a Robin? Because he would have been great at it. Like, not yeah. all all Robin actors are good. I don't dislike any of the actors on the show. I, I enjoy all the actors on the show. I enjoy, like you said, I enjoy the characters in isolation, and I don't necessarily dislike the show. It's just is it's it's hard. It, it's hard, like you said, it's just not very cohesive. And it's hard to like what like, exactly. Who would you recommend this show for? hardcore fans hardcore like maybe people hardcore dc fans like the cw fans that wish those shows cursed more but i think that you would recommend it to them after you recommended them four other shows like definitely doom patrol is the top of the list of like if you're gonna want to fucking check out doom patrol and if you're like hey you know if you've got a free afternoon and you want to you want a more explicit you know who i would recommend it to anybody that's like a hardcore snyder cut fan it's like yeah this will probably do the same thing for you like <laughs> probably yeah in some ways uh so let's get into some of these questions let's go back to joey's do you think they will try and like uh redeem jason todd yes do do you think that will work no. it will, will it have to be like i joked in the discord i was like it'll be like f9 where like hank just shows up miraculously fine and you're like how'd you escape i did and you're like Okay, cool. I guess Jason's in the clear now, even though there's definitely other people he's murdered. You know, the the show that I think has handled this the best is Walking Dead, okay. that now Negan's part of their group. And it's like, <laughs> how is that possible? Because like, that actor's good and we like him and it's hard to stay mad at him. <laughs> yeah. So he's in the group because yeah. he's helpful, but everybody hates him. Yeah. And so I think we could do that. Yeah. At least for a couple of years. Until mm-hmm. we start to like trust it, there's just no way that. Uh, what are we gonna do? She's like, no worries. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that leads me to a question that's not in the disorder, but that I have. How long do you think 
will these shows will live on HBO Max? Because there's part of me that I guess it depends on the ratings, right? Because there's part of me that th- feels like that this is their swan song. That like, okay, DC Universe app is done, but these shows kind of already exist, so we'll give them each a last season and then be done with them. Like this is the last season, or like I mean, what do you be- think? Do you what do you think the chances are of the show like living on past this? I don't even think know if people know the show exists. It's so bizarre. I'm confused. Warner Brothers did not roll their projects out in a way that the general public or even myself can fully comprehend what's up. Yeah. I do not know the difference between HBO Max and HBO at this point. I don't think there is one really. So that's kind of a problem, <laughs> right? Like when you, when you want to walk when you think of quintessential HBO and you're thinking of Sopranos or Sex in the City or The Wire, Game of Thrones, right? That's a type of show. Yeah. And Titan, it, it, there's no HBO show that you're going to name that I don't know of. Yeah. Titans isn't... So, so is White Lotus an HBO Max show? Or is it an HBO show? Uh, good question. I think I think it's like, is there such thing as an HBO show anymore? Yeah, it's an HBO Max show. Is it just an HBO is there no such thing as an HBO show? Is it only HBO Max shows? Um I don't know. He's like Gossip Girl is an HBO Max show. I yeah, I don't Not renewed for a second season, by the way, DJ. Yes, is- I know I heard that and you are um are I, I the second I saw that I was like, oh, you must be super excited. Roxy's going to be so excited about this. Mind-blowingly ridiculous, but okay. So, like, I don't really know what HBO Max is. Oh, the, and the, what differentiates it from HBO? I, I think you're right in that that is definitely something that they're going to need to resolve. And you're right that like HBO, and I do think what we're seeing is a little bit of um, the uh, aftermath of all that AT and T. Um, bullshit uh and the stuff that they did and who knows how that switches over with um uh discovery but it it is it is weird that like hbo that has this kind of like prestigious brand um is now just another streaming app which isn't necessarily a bad thing i like a lot of the stuff that's on there and again because because you're right white lotus definitely feels more in line with With a traditional hbo show than an hbo max thing and gossip girl yeah which like you're telling me Gossip Girl was an HBO show? No, it's an HBO Max show. Yeah. So I'm, I wonder if there is, like, can anybody answer for me? Are there any more HBO shows that are they're on HBO Max, but it's not an HBO Max show? It's an HBO show, or is that now not even a thing? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. While we're talking about HBO so, stuff, I do want to, I do want to, not to, not to bring us down, but I do want to bring up that uh, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams. Yeah. Passing away this week, Omar on the Wire. And obviously that's that's one of the go-to, but he's been in a lot of stuff and he's been great. He's great in Lovecraft Country. Uh uh he's been great in just so many uh, amazing things. Uh Boardwalk Empire. Um uh, an incredible incredible actor. Uh and if you all have HBO Max and you, and you haven't checked out The Wire, do yourself a favor and and, and watch it cuz it truly is great. But that was one of those I don't normally when celebrities pass away, it's like, "Oh, bummer." Yeah, cuz it's a bummer. It's a bummer when anybody dies. This was one that I was like, um anyway yeah 100 percent. and like really tough time for a lot of people right now and especially a lot of people who struggle with addiction and and um 
dark places and we're hearing more and more stories like this and yeah. it's just i think after being 18 years i mean 18 months of quarantine uh yeah. you, it's a reminder and lesson to us all to recommit ourselves to asking for help when we need it mm -hmm. looking for happiness as much as we can and um, supporting one another yes 100 percent 100 percent and and yeah reach out to people in ways that you can and 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 yes yeah, yeah. but what a what an incredible talent oh my god yeah. and and taken way too soon um uh, yeah so again not to bring us down but i just want to we're talking about hbo stuff and when i think about like hbo prestige i think the wire and of course it's this being this week i could not well, all the shows you just named of him were HBO shows, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but and again, and that's and that's just a small portion of the uh, of all the amazing stuff he's been in. I don't want to like pigeonhole him to those shows, but also those shows were incre incredible showcases right. of his talent. Yeah. Um, a couple more questions. Um, do you think from Boiler Huff? Do you think the show has improved overall with the shift to HBO Max, or is it still more of the same? I feel like they've got a little bit more. It feels like the show's operating with a bigger budget. Yes. I don't think it's making it better, but I do think it's making it bigger. <laughs> Definitely bigger. What do you think about Barbara Gordon and the way she's been incorporated? Mm -mm. Okay. And that's a big problem for me. Yeah. You know, like the, the, uh, the one scene at the bar where it's like, I, you guys work for my dad and you don't break the rules. I break the rules. So what do you say? You want to come break some rules with me? I was like, what fucking show am I watching? <laughs> Nothing against the actress. She was she was doing what she could do. Yeah. But like with the, that dialogue, I was just like, what? Mm -hmm. Like Barbara Gordon taking on some like, I feel like they watched Gotham one too many times on that one. <laughs> I'm, you work for my dad and you follow the rules and I break the rules. It's like, also I, like they're vigilantes. What do you mean they follow the rules? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> what are you about? Talking about? <laughs> None of them follow any of the rules. They're dangerous so, rules. They like bake, break civilians' backs and stuff. That's not, this shouldn't be the rules. We all but like wore a shirt that said, I'm dangerous. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so uh, it's so not working. Some of the more comic booky stuff, which a lot of this stuff indulges in, it's like this, these, this amount of. Uh, 300 people were killed in an afternoon you're like well how is this not a national crisis like what's going on no. uh the numbers are a little how too big for you yeah anyway uh last question leonard kim are you missing donna troy slash wonder girl as much as i am <laughs> i like that actress uh yeah. and i like the okay. character i will say I don't, there's a lot, even, even in this version of the show, which has pared down its cast considerably, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm missing, I'm having time to miss nobody. Yes. Except for Hawk and Dove. Except for Hawk and Dove. And if, if nothing else, fucking Hawk's beautiful abs. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. hey, oh, do you want to make me jump through a pool to get to you? As long as I get to watch that. Yeah. Also like. That was a little, that was a little, Hank was a little dumb, dumb there. Hank was a little, we had to have that. Granted, Hank is probably not the genius of the group, but even for Hank, it's like, come on, guy. 
<laughs> Come on, my guy. Come on. What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? That was, that was absurd. I do hope we get to see that actor more in other things. And just because I think he's he's good. I think I, I like him. I liked him in this. I think he, he could be in a lot of good stuff. Alan Richson. Yes. Raphael from Ninja Turtles. You talked to him about that. Yeah. I love I love him. I yeah. think he's really good. Yeah. So hopefully more I think I think he's he's a he's a perfect for more blockbuster type stuff because I think he obviously he physically fits the bill, but I also think he has the chops to like add a little something extra. Cause I mean, on paper, Hawk is a character I should fucking hate and just would it should yeah. annoy me. And the fact that I don't and that I like him and Dove a lot is is says a lot about the performers in the role. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Winter Minka Kelly. Yeah. And also, she's not hard on the eyes either. No, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love both of them. Yeah. There's, I, the, again, it's shocking, but if you told me there was going to be a Hawk and Dove spinoff, I, mean, I, I would show up for it. But there won't be. Um, spoilers. So, any before we wrap up, Roxy, final thoughts? Uh, About anything. Uh, oh, oh, there's some really great television on right now. Yes. We, Mythic we, Quest. <laughs> yeah, Mythic Quest, White Lotus, uh, Reservation Dogs. Anybody at home, I know we talked about it in a previous episode. If you're not watching Reservation Dogs on Hulu, fix that. It's it's For those that care about this stuff, it's co-produced by Taika Waititi. Oh, my God, it's so fucking good. It's I so good. Seen it. Oh, Roxy, it's so we're good. We're going to have to do a best TV then. I know. To. You floated it, and I didn't think there might be enough to talk about with Titans to like. So I, I thought we would fit that in this week. We'll I save know. it for next week. I don't think we have anything on the schedule next week. Maybe we can talk about that, um, the best shows on TV. Uh, but before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what they should be looking out for. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, if you wanted to learn more about Rosh Hashanah, this last Wednesday we gave Rosh Hashanah a whirl. Yay. I think a lot of people don't know anything about Jews. Uh, and so maybe that will be helpful for you guys on the World Girls, youtube.com slash the World Girls. And this Wednesday we are giving uh, Mexican Independence Day a whirl. Cool. And uh, that will be a very fun, drunk, taco eating episode of debaucherousness and education. But so, wait, I thought right. Mexican Independence Day was Cinco de Mayo. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But, you know, a lot of us do think that. Yeah, so. but it is a good opportunity for Americans to yeah. get drunk. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yay. Please go check all that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. And you can find this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Thank you all for joining us. Please share out the show. We're just changing things up we're doing some exciting things so make sure people know about it please give us five stars in the itunes and all that stuff and we will see you all next week bye-bye everybody 